Welcome to Ultra Modern. This is a lifestyle and creative podcast created by Crosswalk Future Of that examines the ways that God is moving and working in today's world. To learn more about Future Of, follow us on Instagram at futureof.cw. Hello and welcome to Ultra Modern. My name is Andy. And my name is Josh. Josh. What's up, Josh? Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to Futura. Bow, bow, bow. Wow. Ultra, ultra modern. Bow, 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 bow. We're wow. doing a... Do you want to explain what we're doing right now? We just wanted to show everybody what we were wearing. It's full fit. Full fit. I just feel like we put so much energy into what we're going to wear. Yeah. And then just like half of it goes half away. Of it shows. You know? Yeah. So why not, why not start off by showing the full fit? If you're watching or listening <laughs> on Spotify... Or Apple Podcasts right now, you won't be able to see this. But if you're on YouTube, you see that both of our legs are on the table. Well, mine, mine are now. If so. you were driving and just listening, go ahead and pull over. Do a quick fit check. Exactly. Send a pic because, you know, we love we love outfit pics. Okay, so if you're also listening right now, Josh has two phones. I'm Tell us why you have two phones. So I dropped my phone. Oh, my gosh. And this, if, Wait, let, let me describe it. For the people who are listening and that are not watching. Looks like a cow. It looks like a cow went to the bathroom on your phone. Bro. And you just never wiped it. That is crazy. That was a bit too that far. That is crazy. It, so this is, uh, this is my, my phone that has service. And then I just give myself a hotspot on this <laughs> on one, other. dude. But it's actually wow. been really fun. This is like serious. Because sometimes I'll just be texting on this one. And then I'm playing Yu-Gi-Oh on this one. <laughs> Or doing Instagram. <laughs> like, the epitome of the digital age. It's great. It's great, dude. Multitasking. I, it, like, I'm going to eventually go back to one phone, and I know I'm going to miss it. I was like, oh, this is kind of cool. Like, Ooh. right now, look, Karen just texted me. But where do I want to answer from? Well, you should answer from your heart, always. She says, what is your CW email? It's C oh, it's Josh at Crosswalk. All right. Thanks, Sorry. Josh. <laughs> okay, so today... Just so everybody knows, uh, is an interesting day because full transparency, me and Josh are absolutely exhausted. And the reason why we're exhausted is because last night we stayed up very late eating steak. Yes. Uh, Do you want to explain the type of steaks we had? Yeah, we had some ribeye steaks. Delicious. Which are amazing. And we cooked it over an open flame. Mm -hmm. That so the the pit that we grill, yeah. yeah the grill thing that what we cooked it on can double as a fire pit and also a grill. So after we cooked the steaks, we all sat around the fire pit and just yeah. ate and talked it together. It was a good time. Then I realized, well, you left a little earlier than I did. I did. A, I went to go sermon prep because I was I was speaking. Well, I spoke today in the morning, and so yes. I just wanted to hop on out of there. So, yeah. As a result, we're pretty tired this morning. We we actually showed up to Crosswalk this morning. We were going to uh, record earlier, huh? Yeah, but we were just, we were like, oh, we're tired. Well, we had a really big breakfast. We you want to tell them about that. this? Shout out to this uh, local spot. Oh, yeah. What is it? Breakfast Shack? Breakfast Shack. That's what it's called. Nico's uh, nodding his head. Do you guys want to say hi? What's really quick? Do you guys want to jump in real quick? Yeah, just come on over real quick. Get in say here. hi. Get in here, guys. Give come, a little come wave. Come over. Devin's here. Devin's here. And then so is Nico. Nico. And here they are. Say what's up. What's up, guys? Love it. You want to oh. say hi, Devin? Yeah, sure. What's up, guys? Swing yeah. here. <laughs> Amazing. So we're just <laughs> having fun today, right, to I'll be get honest. Out of here. <laughs> See ya. We're just having fun today. So I have a couple of ideas what we could talk about. Sure. One, in the thread or in the vein of just being tired, I thought it would be great to talk about rest. Ooh, starting now? 
Uh, we could start now. I'm just throwing out ideas. I wish we had like elevator music and this is like 15 minutes later. Or the uh, SpongeBob. The SpongeBob. 15 <laughs> minutes. Yeah. Just took a nap. Exactly. So uh, let's just start there. Let's talk about rest. Yes. So I'm currently reading a book called The Ruthless Elimination of Hurry. And it is completely wrecking my life in the best way possible. Uh, because the book kind of points out how fast humanity is moving. And you mean like progress? No. Just like pace. At pace, yeah. That consistently we have lost more and more time in the day. Okay. Um, for example, our, we just spend our time doing more things. So if we had, sometimes we wish we had more time during the day sure. to do more things or to get more things accomplished. But if we had more time, what, what he kind of argues is that we wouldn't actually be more um, I was going to say progressive. We wouldn't be more productive. So, for example, if we had like 26 hours in a yeah. day, that we wouldn't actually do more? Yeah. That they did studies on like if, if a team had like this amount of hours to complete a project and the other team had more hours, they actually found that the pro- productivity level of both were about the same, but the, the effectiveness or the end result the of efficiency, the project, yeah. the efficiency was higher in the team that had less time. That makes sense. So, so the, one of the things he talks about rest is that we don't need more time. Um, essentially, we have to be more intentional with our time. For example, uh, one thing that he points out that I thought was so interesting was that the human, the average human attention span before the digital age, meaning before like 2000, Meaning before me, like I didn't, I never experienced the internet-less sure. world. Before that, I, actually, the, I did pers- or partially. Right. So maybe you'll relate to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, the average attention span before 2000 was 12 seconds. So you had 12 seconds to, to like when, when you like capture attention mm-hmm, to capture someone's attention. They're they're gonna give you 12 seconds uh-huh. of their time until you get bored. A 12 second on. pitch, right? Exactly. Then comes the digital revolution. You know. The internet, iPhone, Netflix, Naruto, Boruto, all the good stuff. <laughs> and now we live in a world where our average attention span is eight seconds. Jeez. Meaning, a, a with full four seconds of full been four off. seconds we have lost <laughs> yeah. in our attention. Now, that's not the biggest deal because we've also gained so much from technology. Sure. Right? Like we've gained the the ability the Tesla. to communicate. Tesla. Skype. Skype. Then it evolved into FaceTime. FaceTime. Then it evolved into Zoom. Mm-hmm. And now it's, did it go back to FaceTime? FaceTime. Because everyone got like tired of Zoom, right? Even oh. though it's still effective. Or I think everybody hates with. Zoom. Even the people that made Zoom probably hate Zoom. <laughs> like, but anyways, we live in this digital era now and we have four, or we have lost four seconds of attention. Sure. And it's funny because in the book, he also points this fact out that just to put into perspective, the average attention span of a goldfish is nine seconds, meaning <laughs> humanity is currently losing in the attention in span the attention department span? to goldfish. <laughs> and he's just trying to point out this this busy mentality. I that just thought is, of Magikarp. <laughs> <laughs> literally, is that, that a Pokemon. We're losing to Magikarp. Magikarp, dude. Do you call it Magikarp? I said Magikarp. I think it's Magikarp. Magikarp. But it, I mean, it might be. I just from Jamie from watching the show. We need Jamie. From for watching the podcast. show, it's Magikarp. Gosh! Wow, I'm sorry. I'm sorry you to just do ruined this. My whole vibe bro. in public. Like, <laughs> Gyarados or Gyarados? Gyarados. I say Gyarados oh, Because 
<laughs> I don't know what irritosaclitis means, but there's that vine about it where that guy's like irritosaclitis. Oh gosh. Did I say something bad? I don't know. Let's keep going. <laughs> Let's keep going. Anyways, Gyarados. So humans are currently losing to uh, goldfish in uh-huh. the attention span department. And essentially what, what the book is about is trying to get us to slow down, um, to focus in on the things that matter. Yeah. Because the, oftentimes we're losing so much when we are just so busy or we're, we're in such a hurry. Sure. Um, and I think, strangely enough, last year was interesting because we all took like this collective break. It was, it was in a sense forced, right? Nobody. Sure. Like, like after we were March. All quarantine. We were exactly. just kind of like, okay. We were all at home. Uh, and life actually, for me, felt slower, which was nice because I wasn't driving out as much. I mean, as I wasn't hired full time at Crosswalk as a pastor yet, but I was doing essentially the same job. Yeah. The job, this job has crazy hours sometimes where you're just meeting consistently with people, having to make content. And I went from that into like just a mode of, all right, well, right now all I can do is record this sermon here and then hang out with kids on Zoom on Friday night. And right. I felt the pace of my life really slow down. And while quarantine, I know mixed feelings about quarantine because it was fun and, and whatnot, but I, or not fun at times. Sure. I actually felt this sense of rest. I like, cause I felt like my life wasn't as busy or cluttered. Like I had more time to actually lean into the things that, that helped me, you know? And now, although we're, we're still in this COVID world, like COVID has not gone away as much right. as this vaccine has done for us. But I feel like my life has just picked up pace again. And we're not even back to like full in person, like consistently recording a sermon, consistently recording this podcast, having to edit it all, you know, going out to hang out with some kids, which I love to do. I love hanging out with the youth. Yeah, but it's like like uh, going back into a, a rhythm that we used to be familiar with, right? Exactly. Yeah, I and hear you on I, that. the thing that I'm trying to point out is I don't know if that rhythm is healthy. Oh, I, like what it used to be. Yeah. Sure. I think that we need to step into a new rhythm for for our work lives, for our spiritual lives, because I feel like when when we are at at full capacity at all times, it's like we're losing we're losing our capa- our, our our energy. Yeah. So so I don't know. It's like like you're I mean you're spending more energy than you actually have. Exactly. Right. So you're you're starting to to. Uh, almost like use up the reserves of energy. And I know it's, it's like, I know it's, there, it's kind of poetic or metaphorical what we're talking about, but, but I think everyone can relate to that feeling, right? Of mm-hmm. like, you feel like you've done everything on your checklist for your day. You've completed all your tasks and, and you feel like doing all of that cost you more than you could actually give. Yeah. Right. So you did complete the list. Yeah. But there's this like negative effect. So as opposed to you feeling like uh, the ability to celebrate everything that you completed, yeah, you're in this, you're depleted. Right, exactly. <laughs> you know <what> I'm <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly that. I, it, the, the thing is that we live in a culture that kind of fosters that mentality at the same time. Sure. Because there, there's this this culture of like, while you're sleeping, I'm grinding. While you're on vacation, I'm working. Like, right. like you know, silly Instagram quotes like that that you read. But it actually is giving us a viewpoint into what the uh, – I'll relate this to American culture because I don't know what culture is like in other countries. But it, it's really revealing of this weird American 
psyche. ideal to mm. like, well, you, your your job or your purpose is mixed into how hard you can grind. produce, right? Like, mm-hmm. how much can you? Uh, I don't mean just financially, but I know that's connected. But how much can you make exactly with your time? How much can you make out of your finances, out of your skill, out of your talent? Um, and and at times, people who rest or who aren't um, just focused on a checklist mm-hmm. can seem like they're not as productive in society, right? Exactly. When maybe what should be adjusted is our view of like society demands a view that you complete this right. many things yeah. a day, right? Yeah, like the expectation of a successful person is sure. you put in this much work. And once you've hit this much of work, then you can say like, I'm successful or yeah. I've made it, you know? Which I think is just hope, so hard to balance with a gospel culture because consistently throughout the gospel, Jesus is not in a hurry. Sure. I mean... Yeah, like people have an expectation of like a time that he should arrive at some of these events, right? Like, why weren't you here at this certain yeah. time? Or we're expecting you to be here for this. And then Jesus might show up a day later, right? Or exactly. two days later, or three days later, four days later in specific, right? There's the story of uh, Lazarus, right? Mm-hmm. His friend passes yeah. away. Jesus shows up four days later and everybody's like, yo, like if you would have been here. Yeah. Um, and it seems like Jesus paces himself, right? And is very intentional about how he uses his time. Yeah. And there's even a couple of moments that are that are written about where Jesus is going to take a break, mm. right? He's off on the hills somewhere, just like decompressing. Yeah. Um, and then also entering into a time of prayer, right? Mm. Which I think is an interesting connection too. Yeah. I feel like our, our, our culture, I think all, we've all figured out, man, we, we've been too busy, right? Mm-hmm. We've been working at this too hard. And so language has come up of like, well, you need to find hobbies or a process that helps you decompress yeah right and then i think what i would say uh jesus adds into that process includes prayer right and there's probably some revisiting to do to do on that because i feel like i feel like especially kind of like for collegiate level um and even young adults and and young families i don't know why but i'm just thinking out loud right I, i prayer gets Prayer gets weird, or it feels like a weird thing to ask of yourself, mm. right? Like, oh, I'm going to dedicate some time for prayer. And it just feels like, it almost feels mythical. I don't mean mystical. I mean mythical, right? Of like, I'm going to enter into this time of prayer now mm. that that sounds pretend, yeah, right? Like, we're going to do this thing that doesn't do anything. Mm. I feel like that's, yeah, that's it's almost the... Like- the the thing behind why sometimes we don't do it, right? Right, because the feeling is like, does prayer actually work, right? What's the point of, of yeah, prayer and rest, yeah, included into our like, our ideas of productivity, right? Yeah, no, yeah, I, I've I've had questions about prayer too, because prayer is in- interesting, because in essence, prayer is like a conversation with God, where you're speaking to God. Sure. Um, I still know, do you get what I'm saying? I, I don't do. always think of like prayer as um, a form of rest yeah, or access well, into God's. Yes, like, but a thing to add on to my idea of decompress. Yeah. Right? So when I think decompress, I'm like, oh, okay, I'm going to go do like 
Netflix. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to go on my phone and scroll for a little bit. Mm-hmm. I'm going to go outside and do a walk. Yeah. Right? Dude, you're pointing out something very important. Um, yeah, sometimes our spiritual lives can actually feel like the the thing that's also taxing for us. Sure. But what Jesus ran to, or not ran to, what he, he walked to um, after big moments in Scripture was prayer, solitude, and silence. Mm-hmm. Now, they didn't, I mean, to get very practical, Jesus didn't have access to Netflix, so maybe he would have gone to Netflix, sure. or maybe he would have, you know. But, but I think it's really hard right now. Like, if, we're, if, if Jesus is, like, Jesus is our Savior, yes, but let's also look at Jesus as this, this, this way, like the way of Jesus. Jesus consistently takes time to be in solitude and silence. Mm-hmm. So after he feeds the 5,000, he retreats for a while. But, but, and it's, it's important to point out that that moment requires a lot from him, mm-hmm. right? It requires presence, uh, in specific public presence, like this way of being in front of a, a multitude. The, the text says, uh, uh, the men alone was 5,000, mm-hmm. right? And so the implication is that women and children, that it, that the number could be from anywhere from like 10,000 people to 12,000 to even right. more, right? Yeah. But what I'm getting at is like, what, what does it require from a person, speaking about these 12 seconds, to hold the attention or to communicate, right, with 12,000 people and like a, and and they don't have microphones, right? I'm just trying to point out that like, when Jesus went into these moments, it required a lot from him, mm-hmm. right? And so I think because he knew he was going to do more of these moments, it seems like in between these public settings, he takes time to decompress, to refuel, right. to then be capable of doing that yeah. again, right? Well, I don't know. I don't know. Let's, let's just to, to put pushback on that. Sure. I, I don't know because that almost creates his mentality of like, Rest more to do more. Oh. So the goal still yeah. there is do more. Yeah. You know, and I, I think that is, that's, that's like already built into the American dream or the American ideal here yeah. in the U.S. We call it like, the American psyche. Yeah. Right? It's like a way of being, a way of thinking. Everybody can make it if they put in enough work. Enough work. You can enough be work, the millionaire if you continue to grind and continue to work, you know? Mm-hmm. And what's incredible is that that is to a certain extent true that people in the U.S. can make it big if they if they continue to grind and continue to work. But at the same time, uh, at what cost, you know, because I mean, they, they, we make movies about this all the time, but it, it still doesn't impact many of us. There's the old guy at the end of his life. He's been so successful. But he looks back. His marriage is 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 sure is, is it's gone. Right. Yeah, yeah. His son is, you know, who wherever else just doesn't want a relationship. I mean paraphrasing this is in a lot of movies um and and the thing that they all come to at the end of their life is i wish i would have worked less Mm -hmm. i wish that i would have taken more time and i I think that something interesting about the ministry of jesus is that it didn't start until he was 30 years old you know like so so jesus jesus was slow to the ministry game and even then Jesus enters in, he gets baptized by John, you know, the the presence of God descended like a dove. And then this is like this huge moment. Here's the voice of God. Mm -hmm. This is my son whom I'm well pleased. I, if I had a moment like that, 
That's like that inspiration of like, all right, it's game time, baby. <laughs> it, right? Let's hey, go. Uh, God time. showed up at my baptism. <laughs> exactly. So, I mean, that, that's oh, when I, I would be you. like, let's go, let's go preach. Let's go heal. Let's yeah. like, do all these things. Jesus goes into the wilderness for 40 days. You know, and, it's, and he's being tested and whatnot during those 40 days. But, but still, the essence of that is instead of going straight to work, Jesus goes into solitude. Right. You know, and I think I, what I want and my hope is to pivot the culture, not just of crosswalk or Adventism, but like the world, man. Because yeah. I th- the essence where I think I'm going with this is we need Sabbath. But immediately when I say that, that that Adventist this kind of like in me that got that got hurt by the Adventist church at sure. times comes out and says I don't want anything to do with Sabbath. But I I'm not talking about the Adventist Sabbath. I'm talking about the rest that comes from Jesus. Yeah, I get I get what you're saying. I, I want to talk about Sabbath um, as well. But what, what you were trying, what you were I think kind of bringing clarity on is the purpose of rest is not to produce more mm-hmm. right but so let but let's talk a little bit so then what's the what's the purpose of rest right yeah. like why why go into a moment of sol- solitude right why go into um intentional rest intentional yeah. prayer like what what does that do for us and and how do we i guess it kind of it answers itself right it's it's that um productivity is not the end Mm-hmm. Of of the game, right? It's not the yeah. purpose of the game. It, yeah, you're pointing out something really important because you're right. Because the the argument can be then, well, what are you going to do with all this rest? You know? Yeah. Uh, well, yeah, because it's not re- it's not sleep all day. Yeah. Right. That's not the. You know, I'm I'm glad that you're saying this because even in Genesis, when we kind of get the in the perfect utopia that God creates for Adam and Eve, one of the responsibilities, or or, or sorry. Part of the human rhythm rhythm is responsibility. Mm-hmm. So, so literally, God gives Adam the responsibility of taking care of the garden and everything that's in it, naming yeah. every animal. So, built into human existence from the beginning, part of our humanity sure. is responsibility, is work. So, we are made to work. In fact, I, maybe you, maybe some of our listeners can can relate to this. I recently. Not recently. It was it was a couple. Uh, it was during quarantine. Uh-huh. I had uh, a day where I was just like, I'm not gonna do any work. I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna play video games. Yeah. And the motivation from that was, was I grew up, my parents never letting me play video games longer than like an hour or two, right? <laughs> which is good. Which is good. Uh, but this day in quarantine, I just I was like, I'm just gonna play video games all day. Yeah. So I did it. Cause in, in essence, Is your head just throbbing at the end of the day. Dude, at the end of the day, I was just anxious tired i felt like man i just really wasted a day playing video games yeah and I, it, it was it was like in essence a moment where i looked back and i was like my parents are right like why did i want to play video games all they, day? Were right. uh, yeah, they were right yeah they were right <laughs> um and, and what i'm trying to point out is like rest like when we talk about rest it's not the absence of work or the absence of responsibility Sure. For a couple of reasons. One, because for someone that's talking or listening right now, they could be the in the middle of a midterm. I don't know what week it is. I'm very removed from college right now. But week five. <laughs> week week five. five. All right, Thank there you, you go. Devin. Maybe just came out of midterms. We're going into midterms. 
and they're thinking like rest. Like I, I literally have to study. If I don't study, then I, how do I get a good grade? How do I get a yeah. grade? I can't pass a class. You know, this is my future we're talking about. Like I, the thing is I resonate with that. I get that. And the tension for me too is trying to find the balance point between rest and responsibility. I think, I think something that to keep in mind is something you kind of brought this up earlier is the fact that Jesus gets called. I might mix up two stories, but, but it, 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 in essence, is the same thing. Jesus gets called to the tomb of Lazarus because at that point when he got called, Lazarus had not yet died. Mm-hmm. They were asking him to go and heal him, something pressing, right? Something that, you know, I, if I had the opportunity to heal my best friend, if, you, if you're, I would want to go sure. and, and, and heal you. Thanks. <laughs> um, and hey, thanks, man. You're welcome. <laughs> I will heal you, bro, just so you know if I can do that. I can't. Um, so Jesus gets called to this. And along the way, he gets stopped multiple times mm-hmm. by people asking him to do things. I might mix these stories up, but he gets stopped by that woman who, who suffered. Oh, yeah. No, I, I think that's, the, mm-hmm. that's on the timeline. He, he got stopped by, uh, I'm forgetting. And then by a, 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 a father whose daughter is sick. Exactly. Father whose daughter is sick. He goes and heals her. And finally, he shows up to Lazarus. Four days later. Right? Four days later. But not just four days later, he had been dead, oh, right, for yeah. four days. Mm-hmm. And then he steps into that moment and says, uh, or, or calls him out of the tomb, and Lazarus. Sure. I think sometimes <clears throat> we, we can over-conflate, or, or not conflate, over-give too much power to the responsibilities that we have in our life. Because we think if we don't get this done, then that's the end. Mm-hmm. But even that, that mentality is a mentality that Jesus never held. Like Jesus never felt like something was the end. Right. Like even in the face of death, he knew three days later, I'll, I'll rise again. Right. I actually was thinking about this uh, earlier this week on how it, it seems like the one time where Jesus speaks about an absolute like that is that phrase it is finished mm. right and then that's that's like the only time he's giving a definitive this is the end of something right this is like the closing of something right um and it seems like instead mm. he focuses so much more on constant uh creating of new opportunities out of moments mm. Right, so it's never it's never just this like this is the end, right? This thing is done. Right. Uh, that that his main focus is constantly opening, creating the new, right? Uh, uh, pushing something into yeah. a new direction. Now I'm connecting this with the Lazarus story, right? Yeah. So that even here, like people have uh, a deadline for Jesus, right? Mm. And they're like, you missed the deadline bookend right it is done and he shows up and he's like no dude that's it is not yeah it is it is not done (laughs) watch this it is not dude that is so good you're pointing out because the human nature or i don't know if it's human nature but my tendency is to just think as soon as like i don't get this sermon done sure things are over you know 
You know who I talked to about this one time? Uriel. Mm, I love you. Shout out Uriel. I love you, bro. Dude, he listens to this every week. Does he really? No. Oh. <laughs> I was going to get so excited. I, I don't know. Maybe, maybe he does. Let's not tell him about it. I know. And Let's see, see if he brings it up. Yeah. All right. I hope you listen, Uriel. So I remember one time I was talking to Uriel. It was right before he left to Madagascar. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pre-COVID world. We go out. We're hanging out. It was just me and him. And I just started telling him about the things that were going on at the time. I was just, like, nervous, like, full transparency. Like, it was like, dude, I need help with relationship right now. Sure. Like, I just don't know what what to do. I'm just freaking out because, like, this means so much to me and, like, whatnot. And Uriel is just, he has such a calming presence. He he just knows how to. Is that when you, when you guys were? It was at. It, I was that arcade? Was, no, it wasn't oh. an arcade. No, no, no. This was at um in Orange County. Uh, right down the street, there's like this coffee shop, mm-hmm. um, and we were just hanging out, and and so I tell him like all these things, like I'm just stressed, bro, and he just looked at me. He goes, Andy, one of the things that I've learned in my life, I'm paraphrasing, so Uriel, if I mess this up, I butcher it. I'm sorry. Essentially, he says, Andy, one of the things that I've learned is that seasons come and seasons go, and if I would have put my my happiness in what I thought was going to make me happy or, or put my happiness in what I was facing five years ago, mm-hmm. then I would just, that would have been it for me. Yeah. And he goes, we have to remember that things, life goes on essentially, that, that we're going to be okay. And I remember, you know, hearing that and like wanting to be like, no, I, I want to hold on to like this thing. But then for a moment I was like, wow you're right that our life doesn't end when we make a mistake or our life is not over say if if what we think is happening goes wrong like there's always that that third way that we talked about that one time i on on that i was thinking about um and i want to i want to look into this more especially the, the story but it's the the jonah and the whale story. Mm-hmm. I don't want to focus too much on was the whale real? <laughs> like, <laughs> was fish. it a fish? Or... But there's this there's this interesting paradigm shift that happens, right? So God asks Jonah to go to the city called Nineveh. How do you say it? Nineveh. Nineveh. I, I always think part. of it in Spanish. Ni- Nineveh. Nineveh. Right? Um, and the ask that God is making of Jonah is like, go and extend the second opportunity to this people, hmm. right? Give them a chance to um, become aware that they're children of God and that there's like this other life that's possible for them. Yeah. And Jonah is the one who's not about that. Like he's the one who who doesn't want it to happen. And this story is about how God takes his view and challenge, challenges him to a point where he does a 180 hmm. on his own perspective. Wow. Right? And, uh, and what I was going to focus on is, and one portion of this paradigm shift is like have a meal and go to sleep, mm. right? It's this like 
nutrition and uh, get a good sleep pattern mm -hmm. so that you can think clearly. Right. That's right? so good, yeah. And then the next day, I mean, there's like a couple of more things that happen and there's definitely more to that story. But just this idea of like, uh, sometimes God uses not just the divine to have us do a paradigm shift, but sometimes he uses the both, mm. the divine and the mundane to create a shift in us, right? Wow, yeah. And so I, I was going to connect that to you in the pandemic. There is, there is this like, I don't, I don't believe God send the pandemic, but there is, there are these like realizations that I feel like we humanity would have not come to unless something like this would just right. put us on, on hold mm. on pause. Right. Right. And then make us go into the mundane things that we usually do. And I feel like what's coming out of that is a 180, right. Of like, we used to be very focused on productivity, getting stuff done. Right. And now, society itself is recognizing the need for Sabbath, wow. right? For rest yeah. and like why this should be part of the actual flow of humanity. I don't that, know. That, that, no, dude, you're spot on. The, I think I, I really resonated with the practicality that you, that you mentioned. I want to go into that in a little bit. The fact that... I sometimes just got to eat and take a nap. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but even that, I, I think in moments... Is it Martin? What's up, man? <laughs> that was me like the light is so bright I'm like Martin over there um, in the moments where we feel like stressed out sometimes we run to what's very comfortable for us yeah instead of what maybe we need so for example like like I said when I when I so this morning we were super tired and we wanted to record this none of this would have came out if we did this this morning by the sure. way. We, it just would have be, been different right exactly. it would have been a different conversation I don't even know what we were talking about Uh, but but this morning I was super tired, so then I went back to the house. You, me, Isai, we all departed, went back to our respective <laughs> like homes. Needed sleep for a little bit. Huh? Yeah, and as soon as I got into bed because I was gonna take a nap, I was like, I kind of want to play Nintendo Switch right now. Like I, I kind of want to just, you know, I've been playing Breath of the Wild. It's a lit lit game. And and I realized like that's my tendency. Like in the moments where I actually have the opportunity to rest. I will tend to go into the things that actually I feel most comfortable with. Mm -hmm. But what we're, what we're most comfortable with often isn't, isn't the thing that is the most restful. Sure. Like I, I, I can't tell you how many times I've gotten home like 11.30 at night. It's time to go to bed and I have to be up the next morning super late, early. But I'm just like, oh, I'll just check out Instagram still. And I just scroll, scroll, scroll. Very quickly I realize, shoot, it's one in the morning. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Or, or even like, when I have work to do that, that if I just like knock it out real quick, then I'll ha be more free, but I still procrastinate on it. And I just, I'll, I'll end up, you know, let me, let me see this YouTube video on the, every meat deep fried in the world, you know, <laughs> like whatever it is I, that I've seen do on I YouTube. Do I have to watch this? Right? Do I, I really you have know? to watch this? <laughs> I think it's just, we don't even know how to rest well. Yeah. Like our, our culture, not only do we have a hard time resting in general, but when we choose to rest, we don't actually know how to rest mm -hmm. because the things that we're turning to for rest actually make us more tired because 
I, I love Netflix. And, and sometimes you need to sit down and watch a Netflix show. Like you need to, to decompress that way. But, but for some reason, sometimes these things actually end up taking more from us than we're actually gaining. Yeah, I, I was thinking about, because um, I think, or we, we talked about this when the pandemic first happened and we went into quarantine. Mm-hmm. We were talking about how, like, wasn't the goal to become uh, wireless as a community, um, to be able to, to progress technology mm. and to do everything remote? Like, the goal, that was already the goal before the before quarantine before the pandemic right it's like we're just trying to push technology to like the f- like uh to That's further expressions of itself mm-hmm. right and just kind of like keep going next level on technology and then the, the pandemic was like it forced us to use that to the point where we're tired of it mm. of like the thing that we actually wanted right yeah. and it, it makes me think about how a, a virtual life will never replace the meaning that we can have in actuality, mm, right? That's good, yeah. But, but what happens is some of us uh, lack meaning in actuality, in our actual life, that we're trying to find it in a virtual reality, right? Yeah. right? So that the real is not enough to grant me meaning. Mm. And so then I go seek for it somewhere in, else in the virtual world wow. right that's so and, good dude. and i feel like the call of faith and i think good rest is is the thing that sustains meaning in the real wow right that's and, great and wait say that again like, explain well, that I'm, more because that, that's literally so good I, bro. I feel like a a healthy rhythm of rest and responsibility can create such good meaning in the real life that we will desire less to spend time in the virtual life. Bro, you need to be more excited about this. Right? You don't understand how good this <laughs> is, dude. Like that, yes, 100%. Keep going. But, I, well, I, I mean, the, the thing is that this is not something that I've done yet. Mm. But I think this is what we're coming across, right? Yeah. I remember, dude, I remember I used to talk about, like, dude, social media is never going away. Mm-hmm. And I think that's true. I think it's not going to go away. I don't think so. But I recognize that that during quarantine, a lot of us have used social media as like the virtual life. Yeah. Because oh, yes. what, what we have in actuality Sheesh. is not rendering us the meaning that we want. Yeah, dude. And I feel like the the call of the gospel and the future that we're calling we're being called into actually involves less of the virtual world. Wow. And more of a like awakening to the real and what's in front of us. That's right? incredible. Oh, uh, I just don't, I don't know what it fully looks like, but yeah. maybe that's maybe that's part of the third wave. Right? Yeah, it's like a a what's the word? A relinquishing of like virtual self, mm-hmm. right? And and starting to become more about like, no, I'm about the real. Yeah, right? dude. Wow. I don't mean delete your social media no, account, yeah, yeah. but there's there's this shift, right? Of like. Hey, I know I've been experiencing a lot in the virtual world, but that's not real. Yeah. Right? Dude, that... Hey, GameStop's not real, guys. Shout out hey, GameStop. Hey, Shout out GameStop all those shares, who are hurting those right real. now. <laughs> no, Shout but, out. well, that's, that's a, that was not a good interpretation of, like, what's happening in, the, in finances, right? I don't want to take away from this what I think is the actual yeah. point, right? The actual point is, like, 
dude, Jesus gives us so much meaning in the real that it, I think it will minimize yeah. our desire for the virtual. Dude, this is that, we talked about that it. moment yeah, right? in, in the podcast. It takes like 45 minutes sometimes when we get to that thing where it's just. It's just building. Right? It's like, yeah. <laughs> dude, I love that because here, here's, here's where, I, oh, dude, how much time do we got? What, what, what are we at right now? 39? That's it? Wow. Do you remember, uh, do you remember that, that weird track that the 1975 did? Which one? There's the many the robot one where it's like where it's where it's his face he's oh, talking to man. the internet yeah yeah that's a really interesting yeah concept right because in so in that one he's painting this picture of of how we create an attachment with the internet mm-hmm. um and and we end up giving ourselves to the virtual world right and never fully live in the world that's that we're actually in wow. or in front of, yeah. right? Because we, and and maybe this has a little bit more to say on how at times humanity and culture and the church has failed us, mm-hmm. that we we feel like there isn't enough meaning and significance in the real world to stay focused on that. So we then turn to this place where we can fantasize and create this virtual meaning right right but it never goes further than just notifications on our phone Mm -hmm. and interactions with people online yeah that's a really interesting yeah (laughs) let me use a video game reference for just because i I feel like this connects um in essence in in but not pokemon go dude pokemon goes i love pokemon go (laughs) That's a good integration of life. <laughs> For sure, because you're exercising, you're getting out. And dude, so in uh, Breath of the Wild, this uh, Legends of Zelda game that I'm playing uh-huh. right now, you, so you have a certain amount of hearts. And this, I'm pretty sure this is in a lot of Zelda games. It's like lives? Yeah, lives. <laughs> and every time you get hit by a monster or like whatever it is, you lose like quarter, half, yeah. full. And you have a couple of them. And the cool thing is like you could make food to replenish Ooh. your hearts in the game. So what you want to do consistently throughout the game is make sure like you're hunting, that you're Snack cooking. It up. Yeah, exactly. I came to a moment in a, when, it, when I was playing where I ran out of food and I was literally at, at a quarter <laughs> heart. And, and like when it, you're at a quarter heart, like the the body of Link will start to like pulse red, and he'll just be like, "Ow!" Like he'll just oh, hear him. Oh yeah. And so what you I've have to do? I played the game on like the uh, on like Game Boy Advance. Yeah. No, it, it's similar. Back. But I do, I do. I remembered. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So so in the game then, if you have no food, what you have to do is either one hunt, or find an apple or something, or you have to return to a place that has rest for you, so that you could you could sleep for a night, and that if you sleep for a night, you get full life. Kind of like right? what's it called on on uh, on Pokemon? Oh, the, when you gotta go heal uh, your Pokemon. Yeah, the healing Poke- center. Pokemart. Pokemart. Well, Pokemart's a shop. Pokey Center. Pokey Center. Center. Pokey Center. Center. Exactly. Pokey Center. Pokey Center. Everybody here is like, it's a Pokey Center. Um, so like, <laughs> you, if you want <laughs> to <laughs> to live again, then you have to go to these Pokey Wait, Centers. Wait, did you get my... Bro, it's not that funny. <laughs> That's the right... <laughs> keep going, keep going. Okay. Uh, you have to go to these Pokey Centers. Fudge. It's not a Pokey Center. You got me just thinking about Pokemon now. Oh, uh, z- uh, back to Link. Zelda. Link. You have to rest somehow. But yeah. in the video game, essentially this is what I'm trying to sure. talk about. You have a way of replenishing those hearts so that you're alive again. Mm-hmm. 
I think what you're pointing out well is that in real life is that sometimes our hearts will be depleted. Mm-hmm. Our capacity to experience life and to actually be, be fully present in a moment is depleted. Yeah. But we've, we've, we've lost the roadmap on how to replenish our hearts or we've forgotten what it takes to actually replenish our hearts so yeah. that we can live again. And as a result, it, it, it's safer to live online where you can like replenish and continue the story consistently yeah. than to you figure out how to replenish hearts mm-hmm. in the real life, right? Mm-hmm. And what I'm saying is that the access to the real life of replenishing our hearts is is our is Jesus. Mm-hmm. And like you said, it, it is a good meal, rest, prayer, devotional life. And the thing is that we don't make connections to like, that. That, how that to is what Sabbath is. Sorry, how to... Or uh, they they often talk about Sabbath in in uh, connection with this word shalom, mm-hmm. right? Wholeness, and so it it can sound like like we're oversimplifying mental wellness, um, and and an oversimplification of how to address mental health. But I'm not. I think we're not speaking about like here like here's how to solve all of the problems, right? Mm-hmm. But rather there's this like baseline that you can sustain right by good rest uh, exhibiting good skill and responsibility mm-hmm. eating well right yeah. sleeping well like all all of this is it's the it establishes a good baseline right for you to be able to do the thing that you need to do right um and then some and recognizing that sometimes it's not enough mm. right that sometimes it, i actually just talked to uh, a church member about this and dude actually you're gonna, you're gonna really like like this idea but she was she was telling me growing up in in a hispanic background um that the the culture never talks about mental wellness or about mental health and there was a a moment in her life where she feels like she had all of this faith had access to the truth and had access to like even a view on identity of who she is as a child of God and that her her emotions never allowed her to unleash her faith mm. right so she felt like all of it is there the prayer is there the faith is there the scripture reading is there the doctrine is there do you get do you get mm-hmm. what I'm saying like she was listing and it turns out she had a chemical imbalance, right? And so it isn't until she gets diagnosed and then finds a treatment plan that equalizes uh, that for her that she finally feels like she can express her faith fully. Wow. Can finally, yeah, like... Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. That's a really interesting... Yeah, that that's like a grounds that a lot sleep of sleep won't always do it, right? A lot actually. of grounds that some Spanish communities won't tread. Yeah. Because going into mental health is uh, so I have family members that that refuse to go to counseling. Sure. Because they say like, "Well, just pray about it," yeah. you know? Or 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 there, there's this weird like division of like why go to someone just to talk to them when you could go to your pastor or you yeah. could just go to Jesus about it and pray about it. But like your what your church member pointed out really well is like yeah sometimes there there's this chemical imbalance in our head or like there could be real mental issues that we need to address. Yeah. So it's not the fact that for some of us that we just can't 
talk to Jesus uh, or that Jesus isn't listening or whatever way you yeah. paint it. It's, that, that's a huge conversation, too, of, of mental health and Christianity or mental yeah, health and, and spirituality. I, I'm, I'm bringing it in because so part of our conversation was to say, hey, some of us, we can get through the responsibilities and the checklist really easily. And we can do even more than than is like physically possible of us. Mm-hmm. And then it leaves us depleted. Right. And then there's this type of person that has the checklist and can't do the first thing on it. Mm. right and it comes from like this and I, I mean i don't know enough about it to 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 other than to talk about it kind of like poetically and metaphorically right but i understand that for some people they they can't get to the checklist to start working on this stuff and the answer we've been telling them is like we'll just get good rest right or get good like uh meal plan or go get some sun go get some exercise and i feel like mm-hmm. yeah like oh that's gonna help but sometimes you need a therapist, right? Sometimes you need um, just like medical advice and intervention, and and maybe partially what Jesus is doing in this time is also removing stigmas on that, right? Mm-hmm. And allowing people to access more of like who they can be. That's good. Uh, just in that, just in changing that wavelength, right? Of mm-hmm. like, hey, if you need a therapist or if you need uh, to get treatment, yeah, it's okay. That that phrase yeah. alone, right, might be the difference between why somebody steps into the gospel fully. Yeah. No, yeah. I mean, sometimes you can minister to yourself only so much. Even your pastor can only minister to you so much, you know? Uh, pastors aren't counselors. For like, sure. they can counsel, but they're not counselors. Like, there's people that are equipped for that. You know, I, I go to counseling every two. I'm going tomorrow. Talk to DJ. Shout out DJ. You know, maybe he listens to this. I don't know. Um <laughs> But yeah, I'd say maybe one of the blocks to to experiencing life is sometimes your emotional mental health. And yeah, and I'm with you. Totally on board with that, bro. Yeah. Cool. That's the vibe, man. That's the vibe. All right. Well, thank you guys so much for listening today on this interesting conversation on mental health, uh rest and whatnot. What should we call this one? What do you think? I don't know. I think save it for the save it for the edit. But I we'll but it's out. somewhere in there on like responsibility, rest. The, yeah. And the real versus the virtual self. Right? I like that. That's perfect. All right, cool. You should call it taking time off. Taking time off. Like time off. Taking time off. Taking time off. Taking time off. Airplane I can. Mode. Airplane mode. Oh, I like that one. That's Airplane good. mode. That's a good one. That makes me want to talk more. But all right, y'all. Thank you guys so much for listening. Yeah. Another episode. All right, everybody. We'll see y'all later. See you guys. Bye bye. Next time.